Hello and welcome to the Friday Five. It's our weekly list of five things you need to know about here on the Agent Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Rupel. Thanks so much for joining us today. We are making our way through the month of February. President's Day is on Monday, so the kiddos have off school for that. And then on Tuesday, well, that's where we start out our list at number one. On Tuesday next week, the state of the senior market is back for 2022. Yes, Tuesday, February 22nd, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Ritter Insurance Marketing CEO Craig Ritter is back with this annual presentation. This year, we're back to the live webinar format. We will have the link to register in our episode notes. Craig will discuss the year 2021 in review, Medicare legislation and regulation news, plus enrollment statistics, industry trends, and more. And then there's also a live Q&A session after the presentation that you'll want to stick around for. This webinar is always a must-watch. There's so much great information that Craig covers, and he really gets into the enrollment data and trends for the coming year. Definitely want to make time for that on Tuesday, especially if you've got an industry question that you would like Craig to answer. Again, that's the 2022 State of the Senior Market with Craig Ritter, Tuesday, February 22nd, beginning at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And you can register with the link in our notes. Number two, what is going on with the global and professional direct contracting model for Medicare? Well, as of right now, we're still not quite sure, but it has come under scrutiny. First, by a group of over 50 lawmakers, including U.S. Representative Pramila Jayapal, who drafted the letter, asking the Biden administration to shut the program down. Parts of the direct contracting program have already been put on pause by the Biden administration as they reevaluate the direct contracting model. Then on Wednesday this week, over 200 healthcare organizations made an appeal to the Department of Health and Human Services to consider adjusting the program rather than canceling it outright. Those groups included the National Association of ACOs and America's Physician Groups. Their argument is that shutting down the program would be detrimental to the shift from fee-for-service to value-based care. We will be keeping an eye on this story as it unfolds, and we'll have the link to learn more from a few different articles in our notes. Number three. This week, Pennsylvania Insurance Commissioner Jessica Altman announced that she would be headed back to Cali. Altman will be the new CEO of Covered California, replacing Peter Lee. She's been serving in her position here in Pennsylvania since 2017 including chairing the Pennsylvania Health Insurance Exchange Authority. She was responsible for bringing Penny, the ACA marketplace exchange here in PA, to life. Covered California is a bigger exchange. In fact, it is the largest state-run marketplace exchange in the country. Altman's last day on the job will be next Friday, February 25th. 
In the official press release, Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf announced that Altman would be succeeded by Mike Humphreys, the current PA Insurance Department chief of staff. Number four, also on Wednesday this week, Google announced that they too plan on bringing privacy changes to Android devices, much like Apple did with the rollout of iOS 14. Currently, Google has the ability to track unique Android devices with an advertising ID. It's different for each Android device. Those unique identifiers, both from Google and formerly from Apple, were what enabled companies like Facebook to build a consumer profile with personalized data and then eventually form audiences and lookalike audiences. Apple has already made their privacy changes, and the advertising ID from Google will be phased out gradually to be replaced by the privacy sandbox. According to Google's press release, the privacy sandbox, quote, will limit sharing of user data with third parties and operate without cross-app identifiers, including advertising ID. We're also exploring technologies that reduce the potential for covert data collection, including safer ways for apps to integrate with advertising SDKs, end quote. And just a quick note here, SDK stands for Software Development Kit. Google gave the gradual phase-out a timeline of two years, acknowledging that the advertising ID has come to be an industry standard. They also drew a line in the sand, so to speak, acknowledging the desire for privacy from consumers and time to work on a solution with business partners. We will have links to read more about that coming change in our notes. Number five. Earlier this week, I read a review for Sony Link Buds, earbuds that look like tiny little donuts and allow for ambient noise or, you know, to hear traffic and passersby when you're out and about. And then for people like me with hearing loss, they're also helpful to prevent further ear damage from listening to music or podcasts too loudly. Naturally, that got me thinking about headphones and earbuds of all kinds, and I found two great listicles, one from Rolling Stone, the other from The Verge, both on audio equipment that their respective staff members have tested and recommend. My headphones of choice are actually on The Verge's list. They're a set of open back cans, or as Grado's site officially calls it, the open-air operating system. And what that means is that air passes through the speakers. And no, they are not noise-canceling headphones. But they do allow you to hear other sounds, and they're not quite as damaging to the ears as closed-back cans. While I can't say that I'm in the market for Sony's new Link Buds just yet, they are certainly going on my wish list. At $180, that's not quite something I can say I want to spend on myself right now. But I do have a birthday coming up, so perhaps then, when I get a little mad money. I still really want that Nintendo Switch Lite, though. We will have the links to those lists and the review of Sony's Link Buds in our notes, 
So be sure to check those out. Rupal recommends. This week, I've got to say I have fallen back down the Anna Delvey rabbit hole, and this time it's Netflix and Shonda Rhimes that are to blame. I am about halfway through the miniseries, so I'm doing my best to avoid spoilers. Even though I read the original article and listened to the Fake Heiress podcast. The majority of reviews I've seen so far have criticized the runtime, as well as the inclusion of so much of reporter Vivian Kent's story. I did not have a problem with that. From a storytelling device standpoint, it made complete sense to me. But I was also folding laundry while watching, so maybe that has something to do with it too. I plan to try and finish that up this weekend, so fingers crossed for that, and maybe I will be back with more on that next week. But for now, that is all we have for this episode. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay healthy and stay safe out there, and we will see you next week. The Agent Survival Guide podcast is a production of Ritter Insurance Marketing. This episode was written and produced by me, Sarah Rupel. Script editing by Tina Lamaru. Artwork by Vivian Zhao.